This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. I choose to feel joy, give joy, receive joy, and experience joy in abundance. The year of 2020 has brought so many unsettling changes, fear, worry, and stress. As the pandemic has spread throughout the world, many people have felt suffering and unhappiness. Anxiety, depression, stress, overwhelm, and exhaustion have been higher than ever. That is why Rise Up and Awaken to the Joy of Being Human is so important right now. This beautiful journal is a masterpiece of art, poems, and daily journaling questions that are designed to help you awaken more joy in every moment of your life. With 30 days of a guided journal practice that helps you retrain your brain to seek joy, notice joy, and create joy, this journal invites you to let go of suffering and expand into joy. The daily journal sections will help you reclaim joy in your life. This journal equips you with new ideas, tools, and practices to help you let go of suffering and overwhelm while waking you up to feel more joy. The artwork by the remarkable artist Marnie Buttercoffer were intentionally placed throughout the journal to activate the feelings of joy in your body. With the combination of artwork, poems, and a daily journaling practice, this book will guide you to living life with more joy, more connection, more happiness, and with feeling fully alive. As you embark on this miraculous journey of awakening to joy, you will see all of the areas of your life transform. You will not only see suffering clear away, but you will see that you are now an activator of joy for those around you. You will see that the light within you will be ignited and your world will become a world of happiness, connection, and joy. Valeria Tellis interviews Kira Paulson, the author of Rise Up and Awaken to the Joy of Being Human. Kira Paulson is a mother to five amazing children. She is also an intuitive, energetic healer and creator. Kira is a spiritual entrepreneurship coach for lightworkers, healers, changemakers, and leaders. She helps women create their soul work and successful businesses derived from their gifts and purpose. Kira believes that now is the time that leaders are awakened and share their light with the world. She is also the founder of Freedom House Publishing Company, where she helps writers and thought leaders become published authors. At Freedom House, she focuses on liberating authors and readers with powerful messages of light. Kira believes that we all have a deep purpose that the world needs. And when we connect up to the divine and remember our own inner divinity, we can create massive change in this world. 
Meet Kira at kirapolson.com. Here is the interview with Kira Polson. In your own words, who is Kira Paulson? Hmm, that's a fun question. I haven't been asked that before. I am a mother and I am a leader of light. I help people awaken the light within them so that they can go forward and spread more light. And when you say light, uh, what do you mean by that, Kira? I feel as though each person has this divine light within them that comes from the source of who they were before they came here, of who they will be after. And I feel as though it can get dimmed by trauma, by life, by any situations that does not allow us to shine. And the way I see it is when we can wake up and remember the divine light within us, that's the light that I'm talking about. How did you discover these understandings? How did you come to know this? Well, I was very lucky to be born into a family where both my parents are healers. So I grew up with healing all the time. Uh, my mom and dad shared their healing tools with me and I began to just, it's like I woke up to this gift, like that it was just a part of me, kind of like it, it was so natural inside of me that it felt like, oh, everyone knows how to do this, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Like that's yeah. just kind of how it felt. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, then a lot of struggle and a lot of suffering and trauma and healing. That's what actually really uncovered most of most of the light that I have received has been through the struggle. I'm wondering if some of us don't need the suffering to in the pain to uncover the truth. Yeah, I don't believe that everyone has to walk the path that I've walked. Sometimes I wonder why? Why did I have to walk yeah. this path? Tell me about why it. Couldn't, <laughs> why couldn't it just come with like, oh, grace and ease? But I don't believe everyone has to go to the deep levels of pain that I have been through. Yeah. But I do believe that that pain is it, it's an uncoverer. It uncovers things. It allows us to make things new and clean. So it is essential. And it is a part of the path. So what is spirituality to you? And how is it different from religion? Mm. Well, I grew up very religious. I grew up in a very, very religious home. And I loved religion. It was like um, the blood of my life. I, I was so, so in love with my religion and my community. And when I went through my own, my own awakening, where I really <clears throat> dealt with a lot of trauma from my past. It broke my relationship with religion. And what happened was then all that was left was my own connection to the divine, my own connection to God, to hearing the divine in my life. And that began to be what spirituality was, my own personal relationship, not through any other source other than through within my own heart and my own space. When you say God, um, what is God? Mm, 
So it's a hard one because I do believe God is different for everyone. But for me, there is a source and an all present loving being who I refer to as God. But I also really feel strongly that I have a divine mother and they're separate. And that's who I connect to. I connect to both of them. I connect to God and my divine mother in their own special ways, but they both create the divine for me. And it creates this really beautiful relationship to have both of them. And speaking of love, what do you think is the purpose of the human experience? Hmm. I do believe it is to find joy. I believe that it is to really experience joy down to the cells of our body. And when we really experience joy, the gifts inside of us come forward and move throughout our space, other people's lives. I believe we are all here to work together to create this light, this light that activates the higher purposes within us. But I actually, I really feel strongly that you can't access those gifts unless you spend more time in joy. Yes, and I agree. Do you connect joy to happiness? Mm, I think they're like cousins. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Um, mm. What are the signs when we are in that space of mm. joy? How do we Hmm. I feel like joy is an experience in our bodies where we feel supported. We feel at ease and there's a sense of weightlessness. There's a sense of timelessness and there's always connection. Connection is always involved with joy, whether it be connection within connection to the divine or connection to those around us. Do you believe we all have an unique purpose? And if you do, what is the purpose of your life at this time? Mm. I do believe that we all have our own unique purpose because we all have different gifts. Your gifts are different than mine. My son's gifts are different than, than mine. Everyone has their own set of gifts that allows them to translate things differently for people. So I believe that my gifts is I'm here to help light leaders. I help light leaders birth their products, their programs. I help them write their books. I'm like a doula. I feel like I'm like a purpose doula, right? Like I just help bring them to earth. And the way my gifts work resonates with other people. But there are other people who do what I do where their gifts would work with a whole other set of people. So I just feel like our gifts, they translate for the language for the people who need our work who need our support, who need our help. And, and you can be even like your gift is baking. And every person who gets your baking goods feels joy and happiness. And that's a part of your purpose is bringing them joy and happiness. Everyone shows up so differently, but it is such an important part of why I believe we're here, which is to really use our gifts to bring more light. Do we have many purposes? And how do we know when we have that purpose that you speak of? That is to bring joy and the connection with the divine to others, to inspire, let's say. So one thing I notice when I work with clients is usually their purpose is covered with a bunch of lies. 
So if they haven't been able to find their purpose, if we were to actually search for the, like the lies that come to their minds, like someone, for example, one of my clients, she was like, I'm horrible at speaking. I don't like to speak. I don't want to speak. And hearing those things come from her mouth, I was able to say, actually, these most definitely are covering one of your gifts. So as we did healing work and we cleaned some stuff off, certainly that's actually one of her gifts. She's an extraordinary speaker. And when she speaks, it transforms people's way of being. So if you can't find your purpose, the easiest way is to find, well, what are those, what is the bag of, uh, of manure or bologna and cheese? That's what I call my, that's what I <laughs> tell my kids. What's the bologna and cheese? So what are the lies that are being fed to you? And they're actually covering your gifts. The opposite will be where your gifts live. Uh, and I wonder why we resist and we, we are afraid of our own power, of our own exploring our own purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe it's because it's just the unknown, right? Like my kids finally decided they're going to start taking the bus and they were so scared. I had two of them who were just crying, even though they had been begging to take the bus. The day the bus came, they were crying. And I was, and I told them the only reason why you're scared is because you've never ridden the bus. There's nothing scary on the bus and nothing scary will happen. It's just that you've never been there. And that's why I think we don't step into our gifts is because we're afraid because we've never been there. Yeah. So it takes, would you say courage or something else? Well, it takes courage and divine action. I feel like when we ask the divine to guide us and then we take action on those inspirations, that blasts us through the fear. That actually has so much power to clear out the resistance. What is healing to you? What is your understanding of healing? Is that somehow a destination? Mm, I wish there was a destination. That would be a whole lot easier. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> but right. I feel like, I mean, I, I do healing work on myself every single day. Like healing, healing is just a part of like brushing my teeth, like things just have to be cleaned off, especially for those of us who are empathic, which I feel like most humans are empathic. Every single day, we've we've picked up all of this stuff from everyone and everything. And sometimes it triggers deeper, deeper holes of pain within us, which then pulls it to the surface again. Healing is not a one-time thing. Healing is an everyday experience to clean off, clear off and make way for new what is the meaning of freedom to you? What is to be free? When I hear freedom, I, I just feel the word liberation. Liberation is one of my favorite words because it's like freedom, but it's like being liberated from what had once kept you bondage and now allows you to be in freedom. And to me, freedom is full self-expression, being who you are, all the time. Wow. Is that possible? <laughs> Not trying. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that sounds really beautiful to me, if we can get there. And I'm wondering if we could. Do you think it's something that we need to work on or it just happens? It's a moment in time and then it kind of flows within our lives. 
I feel like it's a muscle, Mm. right? Like if you were to go to the gym every day and you lifted weights every single day, at some point your muscles become so strong that it's nothing where it used to be very hard. And I think when every time, every time we show up in our gifts, every time we feel liberated by standing in our voice, in our power, in our light, it becomes a muscle where pretty soon that's the muscle that is the strongest because you've worked it so many times that the old muscles, they begin to atrophy. The ones that want to keep you small, keep you hidden, tell you to not share those ones. We want those ones to atrophy. So you wrote the book, Rise Up and Awaken to the Joy of Being Human. Mm -hmm. Two questions. How did you become a writer? And what was the inspiration and purpose of writing this book? So four years ago, before I started any of my businesses, before I jumped into this world, I was in a deep amount of healing work for my personal trauma as a child. And I felt the nudge to write a book. And I remember talking out loud to this nudge, like I have five kids and I didn't even go to college. Like I'm pretty sure I'm not going to write a book. And then the nudge just came louder and louder. And pretty soon my first book, it just came right out of my hands. Like I, I wouldn't say I chose to be a writer. I feel like my book just chose me and I got to write this, my first book, which was called the hidden gifts within the trauma of sexual abuse. And that book led me into the world that I do now. I'm so grateful. That book was like my, was my prepper, it, it prepper, it like prepared me. It was my preparer for all that I do. And then this book, I had felt for about a year and a half, I had heard this nudge that I needed to write a book called Rise Up and Awaken. And I just kept putting it off. I kept putting it off. There were so many things happening. And then this summer I was, we actually had COVID. My whole family was very sick and I was laying on my son's bed and holding his hand. And we were just kind of sleeping in the middle of the day. So it was a really weird time. I'm not a big sleeper during the day. So like my body, it was a weird time for my body to be asleep. And I had this vision and it was a vision of me going to the other side And when I got there, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And the only thing I saw and heard was I missed it. I missed the whole ride. I went to earth to have joy and then I freaking missed it. I got stuck in these potholes of suffering and I had this full experience in this vision. And when I woke up, I knew it needed to become a book. And so I sat down and it ended up becoming a guide where there's eight chapters of guiding through how to let go of suffering and feel more joy. And then there are 30 days of morning and evening journal and mantra sections that really help rewire the brain to seek for joy and to delete the suffering. Talk to me for a moment about the Freedom House Publishing. Mm. So after I published my first book, It was quite a feat to get her into the world because publishing costs a lot of money. And at that point, I didn't have a business. 
And my family, my personal family, we didn't have the expenses to just go out and publish a book. So I ended up having to ask family members to help me. Like I was so, so like pulled to bring this book forward that I did everything I could. But after I brought the book forward, I really felt deep in my soul that I was going to own a publishing house and it would be more cost efficient for authors so that they didn't have to do what I had to do to get my book here. And so fast forward four years, here we are with Freedom House. And I would say we probably are the most affordable publishing company you can go with. And we are here to help women bring forward their stories of light, of liberation, of healing, of self-help, bringing more light into this world through the written word in the easiest way possible. So I'm just so excited to bring that to the world because there are so many messages that need to come through. And speaking of women, I have two questions for you. What do you love most about being a woman? Mm, I love, I love the divine guidance that I believe as a woman, there's like this, there's a thinner veil for me. And I don't know why, maybe it's not true for everyone, but I do feel like there's something really beautiful about being woman, like a woman with this thin veil between me and the divine. And I love being a mother. I mean, I have five kids. I would have a million if, if I didn't have to raise them all. <laughs> but, I love being a mother. So the other question is, what is the most challenging aspect about being a woman from your perspective? Let me feel how to say this. I feel as though up until this time in the world, Women have, they are like one of the greatest gifts and powers in the world, but they have been, they have not been allowed to see it. And so even though right now to be a woman is glorious because we are allowed to do this like creation and run any businesses that we want and be the leader that we want to be. But I believe we're fighting past the generational lies, the generational boundaries that have been placed on the, the women above us for eons. We are having to still move through. It's like this caked on mud that we have to clear out so that we can fully step into the light and the gifts that we have. Do you believe that we still have a long way to go? Or we are somehow <laughs> getting there. I think we're getting there, but yeah. I I really feel yeah. like this is the first time that this break is coming through at this level. And so I, I have one daughter and I'm so grateful that she will be in a new world, a new world by the time she's an adult, because what we are doing now is just paving the way for her liberation. The content of your book, the first part, I took a look on Amazon and I noticed that you have a section that reads Nurture Yourself. So talk to me about self-love. Mm, self-love. I think this is actually one of the hardest things for me because it's very easy as a mother and as a woman to take care of everyone else. And what happens is depletion happens. And when we become depleted, it's very hard to feel joy. 
it's very hard to be a creator in the energy of depletion. And so nurturing and loving ourselves is how we actually get to expand into a more joyful way of being, which means that then we show up better for our children, for our spouses, for the people we serve. Nurturing is so key in my life to keeping myself in a higher vibration so I can really show up and not feel depleted. Do you connect self-care to self-love? Are they the same thing or different? I feel like they're different, but like in the same train, right? Like self, self-care for me is listening to my body. So if I'm feeling really tired, like really honoring that and letting myself sit in a meditation or take a rest or sit outside with the trees, honoring what my body is asking is self-care to me. Self-love is a deeper work. And to me, that is truly honoring and loving myself with all of my flaws, which is which is really hard to do because I want to show up in my highest self all the time, but I'm so human and I have so many faults. And so to love them to me is self-love. Yeah, I love in the book, you have the section called um, Let's Wake Up Some Joy Today. Lovely written. <laughs> I love it. And you have some questions. The other question is about gratitude. How is gratitude something that leads to joy or the other way around? Mm, I actually use gratitude to lead me to, lead me to joy. Right. I believe that gratitude is Did, did you ever play that game Shoots and Ladders when you were a kid? I don't know what that is. I was born in Brazil. And I'm, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll tell you about it. Yeah. It's actually a really boring game. But <laughs> Thank you for letting me know. I won't, I won't, I won't, look, I won't look for that don't anymore. Ever play it. yeah. It's very boring. <laughs> but yeah, it gives cute. the best visual. And on Shoots and Ladders, you yeah. take your little guy and you move him up along the path. And every now and then there's a ladder. And you get to zip up. And you get to move to the next layer and you skip like 25 spots, right? So it's like the fastest way to winning. But I see that energetically is what happens to us when we have gratitude. If we can allow ourselves to feel grateful, even for the smallest thing. So even if you're in the deepest place of pain and suffering, but in that moment, you can snuggle into your blankets and feel grateful for the softness of the blankets. It zips you up like that like that slide does it pulls you right up into a higher space of vibration and it's there the higher vibration frequencies that allows you to feel joy and so that's why i use gratitude to pull me out of those moments of darkness so yeah. that i can exist in the realm of joy more does it relate to choosing that you have a section uh titled the gift of choice Would that be connected to that, Kira? Choosing yeah. to be grateful? Totally. Yeah. Because you're choosing, do I want to stay here in the dark? Right. Or do I want to lift myself into a higher vibration? And so choice is one of our best tools because choice allows us to create the life that we want to live and not have the life we live 
create us. Hmm. And that's what that whole section is about is like really accessing this gift of choice. It might be this playfulness. We can play with life and dance and move freely. And that is, it feels light, <laughs> very light. <laughs> right. right. It's these moments mm. of like today I went out and I let my chickens out and then I went to go pick my son up from the school bus and all of my chickens followed me all the oh. way down the road. To the school bus. <laughs> and it was this great. simple moment of like a giggle, <laughs> like exploding from my heart. Like okay. here I am with 12 chickens walking by my feet and these are the moments like this it's these simple moments not the huge ones it's the tiny ones that allow us to really feel joy we just have to capture them we have to feel them seek them and acknowledge them instead of rushing right past them right right that means being present being aware there's something about animals yeah, that is so light. <laughs> Going back to the lightness and playfulness. Yeah, they are so light. Oh, and that's why we are getting a dog, <laughs> a puppy soon. <laughs> that's so fun. I want a puppy so bad. <laughs> I talk to mothers a lot. You are a mother. Uh, sometimes I wonder if I, I'm missing something. And women like me who choose not to have children, not that I chose, maybe unconsciously, but I never thought about it really. Do you think we are missing that magic? No, I believe everyone is a mother. Everyone has a mother heart. And so this pool of you getting this puppy, it just wakes up your mother heart. And, and what you do here on this podcast, the way you serve, the way you nurture, this is the mother's heart. So I believe every woman is a mother because every woman has that inside of them. So I have a few more questions for you, but I do have another one about the uh, altar tool training. Talk to me for a moment about that. Mm, so my normal job when I'm not writing or mothering is I am a spiritual entrepreneurship coach, which means I help women bring forward their creations, whether they want to write a book or create a podcast or launch a course. And what I find is all of these women have one million ideas and they're amazing and they're creative, but then they get stuck in this whirlpool of their ideas and nothing births. Everything like stays in the queue. And so that's, that was what my problem was because I always have ideas just flowing through me. And so I remember for a while I was asking the divine to show me how I manage my ideas. How do I, how do I really birth these ideas? And I was, I felt really inspired that I was shown this this tool where I simply just pick up each idea and I put it on the altar and then I ask for guidance. And some things I'm shown, this one doesn't need any attention right now. And then another thing I'm shown, okay, this is do this one step for it today. And what it does, it allows everything I do to be very guided by the divine. And it allows me to not be stressed or overwhelmed by my creations because I trust that they are coming through in the perfect way in the perfect time. So that is why I'm, I'm offering to your listeners today as this tool. I have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book, Kira? Mm. You know, the thing that's coming through for me is that no matter where your listeners are right now, no matter how they're feeling, no matter what's going on around them as the world is in pure chaos, 
I want them to know that even in that space, there is room for joy. There is room for their light to come through, even in the chaos, even in the mess. There is always joy to be found, and there is always light that is there to help heal, cleanse, and make things new. So three more questions. How do you define success these days? Mm. I believe success is when you have brought forward what is burning in your soul to bring forward. Watching something come alive that was once a dream. To me, that is success. Two more questions. If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, would you make any change or do anything in a different way? I would spend more time outside. Yeah, yeah that's what I would do. I, I love being outside. And sadly, I don't think I spend nearly enough time out there. Uh, another thing that connects us to the divine, another element is nature the trees, the animals, the land. Yeah. Do you wonder why sometimes? <laughs> well, I feel like they have, oh, they're just such clean energy, right? Like animals, land, trees, there's no mess. There's no messy energy there. So when we hook in, in any way, shape or form, it, it like cleanses us. It allows us to feel at one within ourselves, with who we are. And it's not a burden to be in nature. It's like a relief. So my last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no big deal, Kira. No big deal. Right. Oh, my goodness. Let me sit into that. One thing I know for sure is that I know that the divine actually knows us and can speak to us when we open our hearts, we open our ears, and we seek to hear. I know this. I also know that the sky is my place of magic. I don't understand it, but the divine sent me to this home that's on a hill and the sky is my playground now. It, it's like I'm on top of the world and I just know there's something so magical about the sky and it just, oh, it speaks to my heart. And the third thing, I know that love heals, that love heals the wounds that are stuck inside of us that are pushed away in crevices, that are broken, that love is the thing that will go in, clean out, nurture, and repair. Thank you so much for your wisdom, your beautiful light presence, being aware of your purpose, the work you do, everything. Thank you, Kira. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And I do have one more question, but this is a technical one. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Thank you. Um, the easiest way is to go to kirapolson.com or my new book website is shopawaken.org. And I'm very active on Instagram at kirapolson.com. 
People can DM me all day long. I answer them all and I love to connect. So if there's a question or anything, I welcome them to send me a little message. Thank you so much again. And we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Kira Polson and her work, please visit kirapolson.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.